to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Chris, for you, this is a this is a bit of a weird question, but is that how you really have sex? Or are you guys performing? That's a really good question, but it is how I have sex. It's, I, I think that sex is really about pleasure and connection. And so when I have sex, I want to make it as much about pleasure as possible. And I want that pleasure to last as long as possible. I'm a bit of a hedon. I can tell they're long videos. Welcome to the deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. Kate and Chris are a beautiful couple. And I mean that in a totally superficial way. They're hot. They have beautiful bodies and beautiful faces. They also have beautiful sex. How do I know? Because for a while now, they've been filming their most intimate moments together for millions of people to see. They like to call it conscious sex and ethical porn. I bet you won't be able to resist checking them out. Well, I am so ready for this. Kate and Chris Marley, welcome to the deep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You guys are a married, happy, healthy couple who have a little edge to you. Do you want to explain, Kate, what I might mean by that? (laughs) Sure. Um, While we were most well-known, I guess, for our erotic content, the porn videos that we put up, um, mostly on Pornhub, and then we're on some other channels too, but we just post our videos of our real, raw, authentic sex life. It's not like staged or scripted or anything like that. So we just post our, our genuine intimate life. How does this begin? Like, are you guys just filming yourselves for fun one day and you're like, this is sexy. I want to share this. Let's put it on Pornhub. No, not at all. Um, we had talked about how like, doing this a lot in our relationship. Like, oh, what if we, you know, like casual, what if we put a video online? But there's always, I feel like there's always reasons not to, you know, whether it's a job, it's your family, it's this or that. And so we didn't for years. And then one day, like kind of all those inhibitions, I guess, were gone. And we were curious to try it. We were curious what would 
what would happen if we posted something just real. And so, Chris, what happens on the, like, firstly, Chris, are you like a little bit anxious that your doodle and your wife's boobies and everything are out there? (laughs) I'm not anxious at all. I think the most important thing for me is that, of course, in that regard, Kate is safe and comfortable and that if there were any a dangerous a situation that she would be protected. But I feel liberated and freed by being able to show what happens between us behind closed doors to the entire world without any reserve. And there have been instances where I've been so nervous like when we used a strap-on, Kate wore a strap-on. <laughs> I want to get gave... to this. You're going too, okay. too much too okay. soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to talk strap-on, but can we just like warm us up? You know, we like, we got to get a little bit right. of foreplay, right? right? Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So you had no anxiety. You just felt liberated. And what about you, Kate? Like, is there some part of you that's like, uh, even a self-conscious part that's like, oh my gosh, is my, does my, is my vagina normal? Does this look normal? Or are you, you guys so at peace? Um, it's funny. Like I was just thinking about this the other day. Like it's, it doesn't, I don't know that I think about it that much that, you know, that person in the grocery store, or that person could have seen, you know, everything and, Um, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me though, I guess I've, I've never been super self-conscious of my body. Um, and I think that helps, um, that I wasn't really concerned about stuff like that. And, and I don't, I don't know the people who are watching our videos really like they're people on online, people we talk to sometimes people who follow us, but I don't know them personally. Um, and if, if what we're doing, you know, putting all that out there and being really authentic and confident and comfortable and being able to just show reality is, it's good for us and we're happy and we love what we're doing. And if it's benefiting people in a way that other erotic content and porn isn't, then, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have it any other way. It seems pretty perfect. So Chris, with your your faces are in these films, right? Um, Absolutely. Your dad's colleagues or auntie's friends could stumble across these one day and I'm sure enjoy them entirely, but you are definitely not anonymous in the, in this content. Have you had conversations with family and friends about your work? Entirely. Yes. So with my family, I let them know preemptively because I knew what was coming Mm. as soon as I had friends reach out to me and say, dude, we saw you on the front page of Pornhub. What? The front page? (laughs) We were on the front page for multiple days, multiple times. You could not miss it. So were you like, oh God, this is it. I have to tell everyone I know. Yeah, when my friend groups all found out just because they were going to wank or whatever and they saw our faces on the first spot at the very top left corner of Pornhub. Can you imagine it? No. Great advertising, though. That's amazing for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
millions and millions of views. It just blows my mind. I can't believe it. So, so Chris, then how did the family take it? And then Kate, after Chris answers, let me know about your experience sure. and yours. My mom was largely supportive and it was mostly a message of, well, I've never been into that sort of thing because it seems attached to so many negative things like trafficking and non-consensual mm. items. Mm. And my dad messaged me a little bit later. He was more encouraging and he messaged me a bit later and said they had watched a few just to see what it was about. And I don't know how I feel about that yet to this day. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Wait, wait. Your parents <laughs> watched you having sex? I don't think they watched much. I don't think, I hope not. Well, I don't really care. <laughs> I, you kind of have to let go of that sort of thing at this point. I mean, kinda... why would they want to do that? Did you ask why? I don't know. Maybe I'll understand someday. Maybe they wanted to see what kind of, how, how much it, you know, like what it actually was. I think so. I think it was a, am I going to tell my kid that they need to change tracks here, that they're making a mistake? Or are they actually doing good? And I, that's the vibe that I got. And I got the, the answer that, hey, this looks good. It's not, you know, what I would have thought of, but it, it looks good. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, wow. Um, Kate? Um, so my family was a little different. Um, we told our families around similar times, kind of early on, just because like Chris said, we kind of knew that people were going to see this and to tell the most important people and ahead of time was important and not to have them be surprised by it or taken aback, um, which probably happens either way, but at least we can let them know. I told my mom about it. Um, and, uh, I wouldn't say she took it super well. She, my family is very different from Chris's. They're much less, um, more closed. Um, I didn't grow up expressing emotions very much and really learning that, um, very reserved family. Um, and it wasn't perceived very well. Um, wasn't, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about it, not really understanding what it is and, um, the struggle to kind of get the point across for me and, and also to have them understand because it was, it's very far off from the way I grew up or what anyone would have expected me to be doing. Um, so, so they haven't, it's just not something my family really talks about. Um, they know and they, are they dealing, know, but they don't want to. Yeah. Engage. Yeah. They don't really like to talk about it. And when I, yeah, if I kind of bring stuff up, it's just, we just don't really talk about it. And I don't know the extent that the rest of my family really knows. I have, I have brothers and I'm assuming they know, um, <laughs> because I'm assuming it's come up somewhere, unfortunately. And they're just like, they're just like, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've gotten the vibe that they probably know, but, um, it's, so I hope someday that we can kind of discuss it more and it can open up our communication a little better. But for now, it's just, it's a very difficult topic. And what about friends? Have you lost friends? Have you had friends that have been judgmental or not understood? I don't know. No, nobody's cared. 
they've been weird in that they want to see it. I think that that's the weirdest <laughs> part to them is that they want to see it and then they go watch it and then it's like, oh, I've had enough of this and I don't want to do that again. <laughs> and you're like, well, it's just helping my views. So crazy. <laughs> you just got two more views. Um, and, what, and, and what about you, Kate? Is It's a unique thing to do with your husband. Yeah. Do you, are all your friends cool? Yeah. The ones that, the, the friends that I'm close to that I've told, you know, that it, it really matters. Um, it's, they've all been really supportive. Um, and I think people admire what we're doing because it takes a lot of courage and, um, kind of bravery and we're really putting ourselves out there and people see how great, like great it is. Um, mm -hmm. so my friends have been supportive. Um, I think we've, I think Chris and I have both done a good job of, of having the friends in our life who, who will support us through stuff like this too. Cause I, you know, I can certainly think of people who I know wouldn't, wouldn't be. And so I think we've done a good job of holding friends that are supportive of us in any scenario. This is a commitment though. Like you guys moving into this world, it's very difficult. I I'm assuming to go back into a corporate job once you have a heap of sex content online <laughs> was yeah, that a, a a conscious decision and do you both have outside jobs um yeah where is that lying right now with you guys chris uh since my first corporate job there has been nothing in my life that i have worked towards harder than not ever having a corporate job again wow it just doesn't work for me. So, so you're saying that you don't work in corporate? I have worked in corporate. In fact, a few weeks ago, I left the corporate world for good. There have been reasons that I've had to work there. It's good money. It's good benefits. But it's something that if I have the choice to not be working in the corporate world, I'd rather not. So this is meaning, Kate, that this is lucrative enough now for you to both be working on your business, making content. Yeah, it is. We're able to, we're not, I mean, we're not rolling in tons of money, but we're, we have enough to be able to both be doing what we're passionate about and be building a business and doing something we love and, you know, kind of making a business out of our love. So we're, we've built different avenues off of it and we continue to create content and it's been really, a, yeah, it's been cool. How old are you both? I'm 29. I'm 31. Okay. So you've got a long way to go. Like <laughs> the time, <laughs> timeline for life is long. Do you see yourself like doing this throughout having children, doing this throughout, you know, being elderly? Like, um, cause you know, it is a commitment. It's kind of like once you're invested and you're all in, is this it for you too? I feel like that's hard to, it's hard to really say like this, this, where we're going, I think is it where we're, what we're building is it to say we're going to make porn when we're 80 is a bit of a commitment. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, but that like this, this lifestyle and this industry is something that will continue to be in and will continue to evolve and grow. I mean, even in just as all you know, people and lives and businesses do. Even just in the last year, we've changed and grown so much in what we're doing that it's, I'm sure it will continue to evolve, but 
creating the the content in porn is not something we really see an end to now, but um and I would do it through having having kids, but it'll depend I think where we are through that phase of life, like when we have kids, if we have kids and do you want children? I would love to be a mom someday. Um, but I don't, we haven't really had the calling to have kids at this point. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a, it's probably one of those things, like you just said, you, you'll know when you get there, but Chris, is that something that you're going to find more of a sacred time that you're just going to want Kate to like, not be making content while pregnant? Or is that something that's also interesting to you? Oh, that sounds hot. (laughs) (laughs) Pregnancy porn is hot. That sounds hot. I think I would enjoy that. I, Zoe, I, I go a lot by feel. I live life by feeling like I get a strong feeling when I need to start something or stop something. And sometimes I get a reminder, like something just doesn't work out and it's just not worth fighting life sometimes. And so right now, absolutely no feeling that I should have a kid or go down that path. But if that came tomorrow, which it could, it could a hundred percent, then I would follow that and it would be the right thing to do. So interesting. Cause the other thing is you guys are very attractive. Like everyone's going to be Googling you right now, looking at the porn <laughs> on Pornhub while they're listening. Um, you're very attractive. You've got beautiful bodies. Um, is that all, do you find that is, were you always like that? Or was that a pressure that came with filming content that you felt like you had to really be in shape and like wax your body hair and, you know, like tan, I don't know. I'm making that up the last bit, but Chris, is that something that you're conscious of? Like you want to look good while having sex? (laughs) It is a perk of this job that the better that I take care of myself and the happier that I am, the more successful we are. That is the biggest perk of this job. Wow. Is that true for you too, Kate? Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. I would say we've, we've both always really cared about being healthy though and taking care of our bodies and like looking good. And, um, we've always said like, since we've gotten together, we've only gotten healthier and gotten been become more fit and just stayed healthier since we've been together. Um, so that's always been a piece of our life, but it definitely is a perk now that it, it matters, you know, like if, if I just was sitting at home on zoom calls all day or something, it wouldn't matter so much, but um, yeah, like Chris said, just being healthy and taking care of ourselves is a big piece of what we do. Not, not because it matters what people think or how we look, but because our, being healthy and happy is what matters. So is there a pressure to like, or is that just normal for you? Like to wax body hair and do those things? Is that your choice? Cause I know that there are different fetishes too. Like some would love you to have a big hairy bush Kate, but is that just (laughs) a preference for you as well? Do you just kind of go by your own, you know, what you like your own taste? Yeah, it really is by our own taste. Like I don't, I don't do things because people ask or say we should. If I, if I listened to all the comments people said about, Oh, you should do it this way instead. 
I'd be running in circles every day. I'd be doing something different and I'd be exhausting. But, um, yeah, as for like body hair and stuff, it's all just by choice. And if I'm going to be wearing a swimsuit, it's so much easier just to shave it off. And so that's what I do. And it's, it's, or laser, you know, whatever people choose. And it's just, it's personal preference. Okay. I just want to quickly talk about, you did mention Chris earlier about safety um, when talking about Kate and the work, do you ever feel like this job could become unsafe that you could get like a super fan or a stalker or do you ever feel that, or do you have quite good boundaries? I don't think that that's something that anyone could rule out and say doesn't happen to somebody who has a lot of people with their attention focused on them, especially when you have somebody as lovable and perfect as Kate. <laughs> like if I, the, the biggest I'm thing for me. I only laugh because you guys love each other so much and oh it's really beautiful. Gosh, so much. <laughs> she is so perfect to me. It's just something that Kate's brought to my attention. It's not something that I would inherently think of. I'm not a very paranoid person. I tend to think that things are going to work out and, you know, things will just go the way that they're supposed to. But she's brought to my attention that women sometimes are not treated as they should be. And I've become more focused on that and just want to make sure that she's never put in a position that I don't want her to be put in. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Because look, I'm going to be really upfront here. You guys requested, well, I, I felt like it was a request for me to watch the porn, the videos. So I did. And I want to say that they, especially for a female demographic, I think they're a really nice entry point to porn. Um, they're not scary or intimidating they are very loving and I think that's because you genuinely love each other but they are um how do I say it like real they're very real in the way that that it, it is normal people having normal sex it's not super there's not super kink through it. We'll talk strap on in a minute, but there's <laughs> not yeah. the the evolution of your work has definitely been Let's do all the things loving partners do together. So I feel like if um, this is to everyone listening, if you have had an interest but you didn't know where to start, I think your porn is a really nice entry point for women to not, and men perhaps, but men, you know, it kind of indulge earlier, um, to not feel what do I want to say? Like, you know, sometimes watching an adult film can make you feel gross, even though there's, mm -hmm. there should be no judgment. Sure. This one is kind of like, oh, I get it. This is a natural thing. Is that your intention with your content? 
Yeah, definitely. And, and that's what people say a lot. We get a lot of people commenting and saying like, I could, I've never found anything I liked. Um, your, your stuff is the first I've ever, I've porn I've ever liked. It's the only thing I've ever watched all the way through it. It made me cry or just comments like that all the time. And it's, it's that people feel really comfortable watching it. They don't feel like you've said, they don't feel gross or it actually helps them feel confident in themselves. Mm. Mm. And Chris, for you, this is a, this is a bit of a weird question, but is that how you really have sex or are you guys performing? That's a really good question, but it is how I have sex. It's, I, I think that sex is really about pleasure and connection and so when I have sex, I want to make it as much about pleasure as possible. And I want that pleasure to last as long as possible. I'm a bit of a hedon in that I really want I can my tell they're long videos. Around pleasure. <laughs> yes. And and we do it so much. Even before this podcast, we had a special massage just to get in the right mindset. And today it's not something though, absolutely. You guys are, were, were rubbing oils on each other just prior to talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple hours ago. <laughs> Did you film it? No, not today. It was just fun? I feel yeah. so honored. It's like how some people meditate before we do oh massages. God. God, that's it's a meditation. so beautiful. And you do, I just want to add, um, you do, you've even created your own massage oil, which you beautifully sent me some it's such an organic natural product um that can go in the vagina yes if it needed to yeah um it's formulated to be safe for all body parts um unless of course somebody had an allergy to the ingredients but it's very simple it's just coconut oil olive oil and beeswax and it's all organic um it doesn't have preservatives or flavors or sweeteners or anything. Um, it's it's a product that we've created and we've always used for forever. And people started asking for it and asking about it, and we didn't know of anything else on the market. So it's and they can find that through your Instagram or your website as yeah. well if people want to try that out. I watched a few videos and I started at the start and seen like kind of how you guys have evolved um with even just like um edits and this is boring people don't want to know about that on <laughs> but you know you really have kind of taken it up a notch with your craft so i i can see that but i can also see that your i mean you know sex is boundless um and that there's a lot of things to do and you did chris mention the strap on at the start and I saw <laughs> this on Instagram actually I didn't see the video but was that a request from someone or was that something that you guys have always been thinking about <laughs> because that seems like quite a jump uh no I love it I was curious um I've always been a bit bi-curious one of my first sexual experiences when I was younger was with a male friend of mine mm -hmm. and it was just it's something that's stuck with me and I've stayed curious and I, I consider myself more of a pansexual. I'm definitely attracted to women and the feminine figure and the feminine personality. But then at the same time, I don't have barriers between me and a certain person saying, oh, I won't touch them. Ew. 
I think mm-hmm. that that's something that would have only been drilled into me through my upbringing. And fortunately, it just wasn't. You said you had a, um experience with a male before. Were you, this is going there, were you penetrated? Uh, no, I was not at that time. And it's something that is on my, uh, I guess, to-do, to-do list. list. Bucket <laughs> list. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm... I'm assuming in the video, Kate, you are penetrating Chris. Yeah. And is there some preparation or some exercises or something, Chris, you need to do to prepare? Uh, it's been 15 plus years of preparing for that <laughs> moment. Uh, it is not something that you just jump into. Start small. I told people who are interested in getting into anal that you don't need to start by inserting anything. You can really just start by taking some nice oil such as ours or anything else that you get at the store and rubbing it gently um, on the exterior of the anus. And then just kind of things will happen naturally. If you like it, things will happen naturally and there's no reason to force it and there's no reason to rush. It's so important. I think that's a good key because going from like zero anal play to a strap on I was thinking wow how did you Mm, don't do do that that? okay don't do that (laughs) so this is years of you exploring anal play years of me exploring myself through self-pleasure okay and then who brought up the strap on was that you Chris I'm sure it was And Kate, were you, how do you feel about that? Because also, I mean, in, in another world, it's called pegging, right? When a woman penetrates yeah. a man with a strap on and it's quite a movement at the moment. How did you feel firstly, like having to wear a penis, but then having to use a penis? Um, I feel like at first, like the video there's two videos up. That's not the first time we've done it. We had done it one time, like two years ago or something. But I feel like when he first brought it to me, I was like, just kind of like, oh, like I hadn't really thought about it ever before. And, but I didn't really have a, I've never, I don't have a reason to say no. There's no reason like not to try it or not to do it. Um, It's, I feel like, I suppose there's a little bit of a little femdom in me, but it's it's kind of empowering as a woman. I mean, I would never change my body. I don't I don't want to have a penis. I'm happy as a woman, but it's kind of empowering to have the experience and to try it and to have experienced it. Does a strap-on give you any pleasure because obviously Chris is being penetrated, but are you feeling like turned on or aroused or like does the strap-on give you like a little tickle at the same time how does it work yeah so well the strap-on doesn't really give me like a physical pleasure like it doesn't rub me anywhere it's it's tied on pretty tight otherwise it's too loose and (laughs) and it's just sometimes it scratches my leg like the actual (laughs) strap-on itself isn't necessarily pleasurable um but it's it's empowering to wear it it's kind of fun like a you know different experience um and but I would say like it does turn me on in a way that like giving the pleasure in seeing Chris be so pleasured and like having this kind of dominant um gentle dominant experience um is pleasurable is is fun 
um, I think that's where the pleasure comes from is like just from, from seeing that pleasure being given. I haven't um, watched a lot of anal porn. I know the male G spot is up the anus. Does it um, make you orgasm? I think that what I experience during that experience is somewhat similar to what Kate experiences when we have sex, this prolonged, deep pleasure. Of course, it's not the same as what she experiences, but I think that it's more similar to it than a typical male, male experience. Mm. So do you, but do you ejaculate from that? I haven't yet. Not from that alone. It is possible to have a ejaculation from prostate stimulation alone. Mm. I've definitely had a lot of pre-cum, but I have not come from it alone. And I'm looking forward to the day that that occurs. We've discussed strap-ons. What about the use of other toys? Because I've seen you guys in some of your videos really exploring this. Is that something that you think is essential? Like, do you love bringing in little gadgets and things to heighten pleasure? Absolutely. I don't feel like toys should... I know some people feel like toys get in the way or they don't like them. But for us, it's just... it It adds something and it's it gives variety too. Um, I have the Satisfier Pro oh my vibrator. God. That's like every, <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> and everybody knows us from the, knows about it from our videos. And like, it's, it's like our signature toy. <laughs> and there's other, I think, look, okay. Like we discussed porn. I think we should also say that that is maybe the toy you can get like it's not an intro introductory level, perhaps. Like there are lots of little bullets, vibrators, stimulators that you know your partner can use on you, and vice versa. Chris, do you feel? Do you still feel like a, a sexual man when you use a toy on your woman? Because I think this is important for men to hear. So, oh my gosh, this is so foreign to me. The idea of a toy making me feel threatened or making me feel weird. Just think about like a kid, like two five-year-old kids playing and they're playing in the sand and they're having fun. And then you give them some toys, like a truck <laughs> and they make little roads and they drive the trucks around and you're like, does, does playing with this truck make you feel threatened? Does it make you feel less like a kid? Does it make you, does it make you feel less of a friend to this person? Or maybe they want different friends or maybe they'd rather have these toys replace you. That's how I see toys. They're toys. They're for playing with. There's no threat there. It's the same as when you give your kid a toy truck to play in the sand. It's, it's fun. I think maybe the only thing different to this, you've got beautiful analogies today, but the only thing different to this is a man, perhaps that's not as in touch with his sexuality, might think this woman going wild from a vibrator. Ah. Uh he can't make her or he can't get her to cl perhaps even climax like the vibrator can, you know, because Chris, not all men or women have your skills. So we have to like, no, no, be no, no, conscious, no, you know, that I cannot make Kate. I cannot make Kate come as fast as her vibrator can. And I'll never be able to. You can't beat the machine, right? <laughs> no, it's better at it. It's faster. It's more consistent. And do you use toys in real life or just on film? In real life, for sure. Do you have a lot? 
too many. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We have a lot, but we don't. We don't use as many as we have, though. I feel like you. There's there's some really great toys that you'll see come back that we use, and then there's some that like are tried and we're like, no. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna just do a PSA because I think there is power in porn and having some alone self-pleasure time and having the use of toys and especially for women I think that we we sometimes don't allow us ourselves to really explore pleasure so if anyone is listening and like this is the moment for you I think buy a toy click on and watch some of Kate and Chris, if that's not too weird, if you don't think you know them too well now. <laughs> and I think just like, see what feels good for you. You know, I, I, I really want to like kind of push women towards this because mm-hmm. it is such a, in like, what a life to lead when you don't have self-pleasure. Don't, do you agree? Cause I know you guys have sex a lot together, but what is self-pleasure like? Yeah. I grew up um, being learning shame around sexuality, really learning that it's it's something we don't talk about, it's something you don't do, not not getting a just I, there's a lot of controversy around the sex talk too, but like not really learning that masturbation is healthy, not really knowing mm-hmm. what it was until I was in like high school, mm-hmm. and just being shamed for it and told no, that's bad, stop doing that. Um, so I didn't grow up learning self-pleasure to be healthy and that really set me up to really struggle when I was like in my like, um, late teens, early twenties to not really understand self-pleasure or sexuality or what to look for or what's healthy. I didn't really know. And Chris really helped bring that out of me and open me up and see that it's safe, that it's healthy, that it's, that it's good in sexuality and feel free to express myself. Um, and even still now I, I don't have a lot of like a strong self pleasure practice. Um, I think it's a big piece. It's something I want to, I want to grow in because it's a, something I'm kind of, I feel like I've behind in, I guess, because I didn't learn it young when I was younger, I was shamed for it. So I'm kind of getting back to it. Chris is really supportive of that too, of, of learning more about self-pleasure and being more comfortable with it. It's, it's something, and we have sex a lot, so it's, it's not ever something I feel like I need in, except when he's away. So you will only masturbate when he's not present as in like, you won't just leave him watching TV and just go and watch your own porn and pleasure yourself. No, I don't think that's ever happened. No, usually we end up doing it together if he's around, or like you know, somebody's like, "Wait, I want to join you." you know? like, I don't know. And what about you, Chris? I mean, I feel like it's a stupid question. I feel like it's going to be a Ooh. red hot yes. But um, do you find you have the time now? You're having so much sex to explore your own self pleasure still. Yeah, there's definitely a limitation to how many times per day I'm able, <laughs> I'm able to, to ejaculate. There's like a physical limitation there around the number three or four that beyond that is just... Are you joking? Becomes... <laughs> yes? You can come no. four times a day. That's four times a day. Do you need a definitely break? Do you need to hydrate? Like what is happening Oh, yeah. Here? I mean, zinc, and, zinc supplementation is important. <laughs> 
my you lose God. a lot of zinc through that but wow you guys are kind of in this really beautiful world of exploration as a couple do you ever go to each other what about this thing and the other one's like mm, that's where I draw the line that's not my <laughs> thing do you guys have boundaries with any particular area of sex I can't really think of boundaries, but I feel like there's definitely things that we're hesitant on. Like I'm a little hesitant with role play stuff as I, I feel like I'm, I'm, this is why our porn has to be so real. I'm a terrible actor. Like I could never, (laughs) I could never do all the faking. I could never do it. And so I'm, I'm always like kind of hesitant in role play stuff. So we're a little slow there, but um, always open to it. I don't know that anything's ever fully off the table for either of us. I don't have anything to add to that. It's, it's for me, I'm totally open. And sometimes I push your boundaries and for, it's really been important to find ways to ease you in and mm. to get you there slowly without making you uncomfortable. And I think that that is in a lot of relationships, whether it's the man or the woman, somebody is more adventurous and more sexual than the other. And yeah, it's just keeping, keeping you comfortable yeah. and safe. Yeah. I think that the big piece of it is that neither of us really ever have a hard no. There's no like, absolutely not. I won't even talk about it. That's not a thing. So we're always able to figure out a way to make it happen at some point. So can we talk then where you want to go with kinks? Like in your strategy meetings together for content, are you like, okay, tomorrow you can pee on me. And then next week we're going to do, uh, we're going to bring a, another girl in or a guy in. Like, how does it evolve? I come to the table with a lot of kinks. I kind of want to try it all. Like I want, I want to do it all. And sometimes I just ask for like out at the thrift store or something. And I'm like, okay, would, would you ever let me pee on you? Or how would you like literally that same question? Or like, how would you feel about doing this thing um, that's really taboo? And we get whatever reaction we get. But yeah, I'm my mind's always like, I'm my mind's always on that subject. I'm such a dirty whatever. But <laughs> and then, so do you have days where you're like, okay, Thursday, Friday is um, sex on film days. And no, (laughs) no. How does that come about then? Cause I'm thinking, how do you make it? So it's still sexy. Oh, it's gotta be spontaneous. It has to be spur of the moment. There's definitely a factor of we need to get another recording. We need to do one tomorrow. And then we just need to be hyper aware of when we're in the mood Mm. to make sure that the room is ready to go, that the heat is on. We have a space heater in there and we definitely need it. We live somewhere where it's very cold in the winter. And so we need it to be warm enough. Yes. But um, aside from just having awareness of whether or not we need to make a video, we're, we're doing it anyway. Whether or not we record it, we're going to do it. So it's just a matter of making sure we're ready to record. Are you having sex off film as well? Oh, yeah. Are you exhausted, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, I feel like we have sex a lot. I mean, it's definitely every day, if not twice a day. But it's not like... It's not always this big, long production. Sometimes it's, and we have some videos that portray this too. Sometimes it's something short, just a short, quick little hand job or a, 
while snuggling right before bed and we're both basically asleep or, you know, it's sometimes it's just really short like that. So it's, I don't know if it, it's part of our routine. It's just a piece of our life. Um, what are fans asking for? What do they want to see? Well, they were really <laughs> into the strap-ons. We had a lot of requests for that, even though Did we... Did you? Yeah. It was normal, natural for us to do it, and it was something we chose to do. It wasn't based on fan requests, but we did have a lot of people asking about it. Um, Chris, what else do they ask about? I just keep thinking of the Dove Soap guy and the socks oh, guy. Yeah, the socks guy. <laughs> what the is Dove this? Oh, no, they're funny ones. <laughs> Um, well, there's someone who really wants Chris to keep his socks on, and he'll kind of just slide a comment in anywhere that'll say Chris should be wearing his socks. And I've also gotten long messages. That's a funny one. And then, and I'm a Dove... fan of it, by the way. If you're these two people and you're listening, I am a fan of you. I am not judging you. I think that all fetishes are healthy, and I love it. He's then... worried. It's cold where you are. I love it. Can we talk about what? you guys mean when you say ethical porn ethical porn just means that everybody involved has consented to be in the video and that the things that they're doing are things that they've consented to and i think that it's really unfortunate that we even need to use that word ethical i guess mm -hmm. it's unfortunate in the world that we need to use the word ethical whether it's for food whether it's for porn, because what it means is that there's there's a, a forced or negative or or something's being pained or or not given their natural rights. And ethical just means that in this production, in this recipe, everything was given a choice or at least it was given a good life, I guess, in the terms of food. But um, that's an odd comparison to make here. So I'm going <laughs> to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> but in porn, it really means that everybody who's there wants to be there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone is consenting adults. Right. <laughs> Forget um, about the food. One. That was weird. <laughs> he's hungry. That's a food fetish thing coming. So what about, have you had sex with another person or another couple? Well, we have, but not on our videos. Okay. So is that something that both of you are open to? Yeah. It's something that we want. And strangely enough, it's really hard to find people who are willing to A, be authentic and real and vulnerable with us and also be recorded and on video, even if their face isn't shown. It's just something that is so outside of the normal comfort zone of society, I guess, that we really do have trouble finding someone. What about like, would, could you just call a sex worker or something in to do it? Ooh, Kate, I think you tried this. I tried this once. Yeah. They said no. <laughs> what? Um, I, it's, I mean, it, it's a lot of things we're bringing to a person, you know, we're bringing to be recorded. We're bringing that in order to put these videos online, we need you to sign a form, a consent form. We need your ID. You mm. can't, otherwise we can't do this. We, and we really want to get along with the person and we want to connect with them. Otherwise it's not going to be the same. It's not going to, if they don't understand what we do or we don't connect with them, it's just not, it won't fit with us and it won't be enjoyable. And so like, there's just a lot of things we've got to ask for and, and, and also like being clean and not having STDs. And so there's just, there's a lot of boxes to check. We usually lose them. Yeah. early on in the box checking process. 
<laughs> so you are open, willing, and are taking applicants, if anyone is listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, email address is on our website. Don't use any other platforms because it is so against their terms and conditions. It'll and never we get can't through. afford to be banned. <laughs> Absolutely. So make sure you use our website. I think there's going to be a lot of people that have perhaps come in to listening to this with some judgments and are just going to leave going like, you guys have really created a beautiful life. Like this is quite extraordinary to not only have such a deep connection and love and marriage, but then also to have this um, liberated lifestyle. I think people are going to be somewhat jealous i i feel like there's going to be an element of that but i do want to ask you there's only two more questions you are on only fans we have covered that on this show and we know how much money can be made would you say through all your streams of income that's the biggest or are you making more money from your own website or, or pornhub etc yeah so the pornhub credit card ban that happened a couple months ago. And for anyone who doesn't know, there was a news article that came out that caused Visa and Discover to drop Pornhub as an accepted merchant. Mm. Um, basically took our income more than in half. That was our biggest source wow. of income was uh, Pornhub. We were making wow. about 7,000 a month on Pornhub. We were making about 5,000 a month on OnlyFans. And just overnight, that $7,000 a month completely went away. And it really threw us off guard. And it really made us question what we're doing. And it it still affects me with OnlyFans. I'm like, wow, that, that could go away tomorrow. And mm. so that's part of the reason that we've really focused on branching out and focused on the We Love Oil and focused on things like this, where we can actually really help people, mm. is because the sex industry is so demonized by everyone. And there's lots of articles and opinions around that, but I can say that it's sexuality is definitely demonized and we really hope to change that, but it is hard to trust that your income can come from that without mm. it being taken away. Cause this is interesting. You did say to me um, on our briefing call, Kate, that you were doing a little bit of coaching and consulting. And I'm sure there's going to be people that are like, Oh, I would love to talk to both of you. One of you, uh, about sexuality or some different aspects. Are you still doing that? Yeah, I do some coaching. Um, just kind of, it's more on the side, I guess. Um, I just work, I have an application on our website and people can apply. Um, and I have people who like are, they want to build intimacy in their relationship. You know, they might be really connected and they're great partners, but they really would like to increase their, their intimate life. Um, and they're, they want to brainstorm and they have roadblocks and they're trying to figure out how or people who have struggled in past relationships and really want a healthy relationship and want to manifest, you know, what they really want and how to, how to get there, build their confidence. Um, people who are just kind of in a rut and want to get, get out. And it's a lot of people who, who really have that core, you know, their friendship, they've got that core relationship and they're just trying to figure out how to increase it, how to be more intimate, how to be more connected and how to enhance their life more. So I love working with people individually. I think it's really, it's really rewarding for me. Guys, a final question that everybody gets on the show. We'll go one at a time. 
Chris is who are you when no one's watching? That's a great question. I'm usually fiddling with something with audio. I'm really into speakers and sound and music and spirituality. And I think that the reason for that is that music is a time when you really can't not speak your truth. We are really all about speaking our truth. And in music, you can't, you can't speak a lie and keep a rhythm. You have to speak the truth. You have to be in the moment. You have to, you have to play your truth if you're going to be playing live music. And so for me, that's a, that's a major passion because I can connect with people, with great people who make music and in those moments when they recorded that or when they made that and, and invented it, they were really connecting with themselves and connecting with their truth and their past. And so music and audio and speakers and amplifiers and things like that have always connected to my heart. Beautiful. And Kate? Who am I? Um, I, I'm a pretty introverted person, I guess. I spend a lot of time alone, like I'm pretty simple. I might be cooking or I'm walking the dog or just petting the dog or just out in the yard or painting. Um, I like to do art. Um, I like to oil paint. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty, pretty laid back. I think when people aren't watching, I like my quiet time. I like my alone time. I like to just do nothing and be, I guess I don't do nothing very often, but um, I like to just kind of be peaceful and so beautiful. I can't thank you both enough for the work you do really, because I think there is a real need and space for it. And also for speaking to me so open and can, you know, candidly, I really appreciate both of you being with me today. Thank you. Thank you, Zoe. May I add something? Mm-hmm. We set up for this podcast coupon codes on everything that we do. So on the oil, we love, we love.com. Uh, if you use the coupon code, the deep 10% off and they can find all of the links to everything at katemarley.com. Uh, it's that simple. We can put it in the show notes too. So if people are like, I don't have Very a pen. Cool. Oh my God. How, how do I get my 10% off? Um, we'll put that in the show Thank notes. You. So they can um, please themselves and have a good time and know who they're listening to right now. Cause I think everyone's going to want to see and also see your bits because we're all a bit perverted, right? Ah, I <laughs> <hope> so. <laughs> so thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much, Zoe. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everybody. It is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting. It's quirky. It's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the Deep, you will hear some of these episodes and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep.